0: Not Your average first lady podcast. I am so so excited. This is our second episode, but I'm excited because we are going to actually get in the nitty gritty. We already met and spoke with Pastor Deborah about passing the baton, but today is special. Why is it special? Because we are going to discuss some topics that are quite different. Um, usually they're not talked about in the Christian community. We're going to talk about love. We're going to talk about divorce. We're going to talk about sex and intimacy and lasting relationships. And when I think about this topic, I'm like, God already put in my heart who would be the best person to talk about these things with. And this woman of God, to me, um, she has just been so impactful in my life, especially in the last five years of walking this journey. Um, She is raw, she's authentic, and she's just real. And so I want to introduce you guys to this woman. She is the co-pastor for World Covenant Christian Center in Conyers, Georgia. She's been in ministry for about 19 years She's married to the senior pastor, Pastor Reginald Isale. And this woman is the boss. (laughs) I mean, she has several businesses. She's a real estate agent, a financial advisor. And one of her businesses that she's had over 20 years is called Vision to Solutions, where she goes around and helps different churches build church administrations and help them with their finances. And so she is someone special to me. She's a mother, a grandmother, and an excellent teacher. So I want to introduce to you guys, Pastor Wante Ezel Thank you, Pastor Wante, for oh, being on Oh, thank here. you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. excited. I'm excited you're here. Amen. So before we start, I kind of want everybody to have um, the ones that don't know you, because a lot of uh, the Christian community does know who you are. You're a pastor, you teach, you've been around the world. I kind of wanted to talk about this topic because um, I believe that when I went to the SPARK conference at World Changers Ministries, Pastor Taffy Dollar's conference, you talked about this very subject, how um, women in ministry had to get their SPARK back. Mm -hmm. And you dived into these topics that we're talking about And the topic today, the title of this episode is called Love, Sex, and Lasting Relationships. And I know you've been through a journey in all of these areas. And I thought, man, this woman of God can really help us ladies, especially where we are now, um, and kind of dive deeper into how we can overcome some things, challenges, but also there is light at the end of all of it. Yes. And so um, I know that you've been married before. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you can tell us a little bit about your first marriage and how did it get to divorce and just share with the people how that experience was for you.
1: First of all, um, this, the thing that happened to me a lot of times happened to a lot of women where uh, you're so in love with a person, at least you think you're in love with a person. I was young. Um, my mother specifically told me that he was not the one, but I didn't want to hear it at the time. I felt my mom did not have a clue about how I felt. (laughs) And, you know, all the signs was there, but you don't see them until after the fact. And you start going back over in your head and say, okay, yeah, I should have known from that or I should have known from that. Uh, So, uh, needless to say, it was an abusive relationship. Oh, wow. And it took me a while to realize that um, I was being taken advantage of, for one. Um, you know, when I think the, the thing that was the um, nail, I mean, the, the hammer that, that nailed the coffin for me was when I was um, choked and pushed up against a wall. And, you know, oh, I, I didn't want to be stati- one of the statistics of living in a relationship in a marriage where you were being abused all the time. So I didn't wait to happen again. Yeah. Uh, I decided at that point that I, it was enough for me. And being in the Christian community, you, you kind of pull back on the word divorce. Yeah. Um, you don't want to have a divorce and, and especially when there's children involved. But I couldn't see myself going through that on a consistent basis. So ended up I uh, went ahead and divorced. Um, the, the thing that uh, that happened is that um, in, in that divorce, I was so hurt I was, mm-hmm. I just didn't know how I was going to move forward. I didn't know what my life consisted of, what it was going to look like. And I was in the church, I mean, for a very long time oh. when that happened. Mm-hmm. And, was your um, husband
0: in the church too? He
1: was in the same church uh, as uh, as well and serving in the department. And, and we was living a double life because, you know, you live one way at home and yeah. you come to church and you put on a mask and you want everyone to think everything is okay. But it wasn't okay. And uh, so I did. I I, I went and talked to my pastor and I just said I couldn't do it anymore and and you know the thing that a pastor never wants to do is tell you to get a divorce. Right. Uh so he asked me to give it another chance and and I looked at him and I said, I "Can't. And wow. I said, Even "I've though already he was given him." You, and they, and they knew that. Yeah, yes. In, in a sense, uh, I I did not inv- I did not reveal everything that was going on Oh, okay. trying to protect him. So to be fair to the pastor, he didn't have all the information. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, But he said, give him another chance. And I said, I I can't. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, if you don't give him another chance, there's going to be serious consequences. And I said, I'm willing to take them and I'm willing to, you know, to live with the consequences.
0: What did you think? What did he mean by that?
1: Uh, Because I think he felt that because he didn't know all the details about the the marriage. Mm-hmm. And he didn't think, you know, when when you don't know all the details and you are just listening to the surface stuff, he didn't think it was all that bad. He
0: only heard one side. He only
1: heard one side.
0: Gotcha.
1: And and so um in, in that conversation, I told him I couldn't. So ended up I I had to do what was best for me and end up divorcing. Okay. Um and so yeah, I I I would have to say it was, you know, it was it was very hard, but it was necessary.
0: Okay. So you divorce um, because of an abusive relationship. Do you think that for women that um, technically are not in an abusive relationship but are going through different challenges, would you tell them the same thing as far as seek counsel from your pastor and before you make that decision? Because there's different reasons for divorce, right? Cheating, financial, those type of
1: things. Well, the, the, the funny thing about it is uh, he had cheated on me before that. Mm. Uh, I didn't leave because of cheating. Mm. Uh, I my thing as far as cheating is concerned, you can work through that. Mm. Uh, I okay. know people don't think you can. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I, for me, I I know. But for me, it you know, it was conversation. It was examining myself, it was examining himself. Okay, what led us to that place? Gotcha. What what led you to feel that you had to do that? And if it was I anything say? that I had to readjust on my end, I now I'm not saying it didn't hurt, but I'm saying I didn't leave because of divorce. I, I would have stayed gotcha. uh, if it was just, I, I'm not divorced, um cheating. Gotcha. I would have stayed uh, if it was just cheating. Yeah,
0: because most people, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know, rough. I
1: know. <laughs> I know, <laughs>
0: but I you won't
1: know it until you. End you you it. won't. It, it it depends on how you feel. It yeah. depends on how much you love that individual. Right. Um, again, I I'm not telling people that that's not what they're supposed to do, but I'm I'm saying that you can work through those things.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
1: beating, uh, hitting, choking—where your life is at stake. Absolutely. No. 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 I, I would not advise that. I, I, I would say to still speak with your pastor, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying to stay in an abusive relationship. That's right, that's right. Uh, if you feel that you love that person just that much, then you need to separate yourself. Mm-hmm. And if that person's willing to get help, get counsel uh, and, you know, things like that, then that's one thing. But if you know the past of a person and you know this is something that comes from that person's past, it was a life that he lived and he saw his parents live, it's embedded in that person, so yeah, it. Sure. You know, for me, I I couldn't.
0: And I and I'm mm-hmm. I'm in total agreement with that. You know, when your life is at risk mm-hmm. and you putting your hands on an individual, it's rough. I, I definitely wouldn't recommend any woman staying because no. you know they'll say, "Oh, I won't do it again."
1: They'll do it. Again. They'll do it
0: again. So I, I I definitely commend you on getting out. And you had children, correct, with him? Uh, I had one daughter. One daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how did that um, transition you and your daughter once you decided to leave? How old was she? Did she know what was
1: going on?
0: Did she continue the relationship with her father?
1: It's ironic that, and I just thought about this, is that she was 12 years old, which is ironic that I was 12 years old when my parents divorced. And I just thought about that. Uh, So you're looking at a generation. It could be a generational thing as well. But uh, she was 12 years old. And unfortunately, in this situation, he, when, he, when we divorced, he divorced her too. Okay. So there was no relationship. He, okay. did, he could not see having a relationship with her if he couldn't have the relationship with me. Wow. So that was very hard trying to explain to a 12-year-old why her father didn't want to have anything to do with her. So it, it was a journey. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're out of the divorce, and now you're by yourself. You're single. When I say by yourself, you're single at yes. this point because you're not by yourself. You had God with you the whole entire time. And then you meet Pastor Reginald mm-hmm. Ezel. Pastor mm-hmm. Ezel, man, you got to know him. He is a <laughs> funny guy. I love Pastor Ezel. <laughs> tell us how you met him. Where did you meet him? How did it happen? How did you guys get together?
1: Okay, so now I'm getting ready to tell some things that a <laughs> lot of people.
0: <laughs> hey, this is the place for it. It's okay You're you're safe here, you're safe.
1: Here. Okay. So <laughs> when you um, at a place in your life and, and you are at that place where you, you've gone through a divorce, you're you hurt, you were, um, just don't know what the next step is going to be and you just you, you just you feel you're all alone. Mm-hmm. Well, it's un, uh, ironic that he was going through a divorce as well.
0: Wow. Didn't I At the that? same time. Okay.
1: Not only that, but he was an assistant to the pastor. And so um, when I was going through what I was going through, I knew I couldn't get my pastor at all the time because he traveled all over the world. So uh, he was the next person for me to talk to. Okay. And we were already friends. So I just went, felt like I'm just going to go talk to this friend. And so I start, you know, just sharing, just in hopes of just getting some enlightenment, enlightenment about things and moving forward and all of that. And that is so cool. And, You're telling
0: uh, me he actually, you were actually talking to him about your Yes, bitches.
1: that's so cool to me. And I didn't know that he was going through his own wow. journey um, and and actually leading him to a divorce as well. And so uh, ended up he was uh, going through a divorce. Uh, I was already divorced. Mm-hmm. Well, the unfortunate thing for us is that, and what a lot of times people have to realize is that when you are going through something like this and the other person is going through something like that, it's not a time for you to communicate with one another. Okay. Because you're longing for something and they're longing for something. And uh, so what that does is that it puts you kind of in a dependency with each each other and one another. Mm -hmm. And so we start falling for one another. Yeah. Wasn't a good thing, Uh, especially back then in the church because we're talking thirty years ago, and back then it was like certain things you just didn't do in the church. And I, so, um, so in in that relationship, uh, supposedly a friend friend relationship, we ended up falling for each other. Uh, Like I said, he wasn't quite divorced, but I was divorced, and so we ended up having a relationship. Okay, Um, and and in that relationship, we start. Caring a lot about one another, so eventually he ended up getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. But prior to that divorce, uh, we had, to, you know, I, we knew we tried to keep it a secret. <laughs> uh, you know, church folks they, yep, yep. I had <laughs> they see things, know things. <laughs> I get it. Um, we tried to, re, you know, keep it a, a secret and and we just felt that. Uh, After we learned that there was a certain person that knew it was time for us to talk to our pastor about it.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, So we set up a meeting. We went and we talked to our pastor. And the thing that he said to us was that um, you all went about this all the wrong way. And uh, he said, uh, I don't want y'all in a relationship, period. So I want you to call it off right now. Wow. And I so I was devastated. He was devastated because at that point in time we were in love or we yeah. you know that's what yeah. we said we was in yeah. love and but my husband was so committed to his pastor that he was not going to disobey uh wow. regardless how he felt about me. So yeah. uh, we did. we called it off, and I was just I was messed up because I'm thinking, uh how could he say that when he know that how we feel about one another but I think he he was trying to not just protect us but protect the reputation of the church. Um, needless to say, a couple months later, I'm, um, you know, not feeling well. I'm not so just gonna tell you my story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on. Uh
1: huh. just gonna tell you a little bit about my business. But yeah. remember, people, it was thirty years ago. <laughs> it don't matter. Ain't no judgment and, here. This um, is a
0: safe place.
1: And so uh, I wasn't feeling well at work and and this girl said, You know, I believe you're pregnant. And I said, No, not pregnant. No, no, no. And um, ended up going to the doctor. And the, the doctor comes out and he said, You're pregnant. And I said, I can't be pregnant. So then we had to end up going back to our pastor and talking to our pastor. And he says, So why are we in this room again? And I said, Well, things change. I said, I'm pregnant. Um, I don't think people would be willing to go through what we went through. At that moment when we told our pastor, because first of all, they wouldn't still be at the church, Um, but we knew our pastor loved us and was, you know, looking out for our best interest. And he said, um, okay, he said, I need to go and uh, see God on this and I'll get back with you. Well, when he came back uh, to us, he set us down from everything. Okay, He took us out of leadership. We were in leadership. So he took us out of everything. Uh, He removed my husband from traveling with him, from doing all that stuff and and um, he did everything, but he uh, he uh, allowed him to keep his job because he knew he had children from the prior relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that he did is that he called him up to the front of the church, and he told the whole church what we had done. And, um, wow. of course, everyone was shocked. You know, some people was like, I knew something was going on, whatever, whatever. So we had to go through that, and we were all, we were sat down, and we were told we had to be at the church service every time the doors opened, and we had to sit in a certain seat for an entire year. But we were stripped of everything that um, that we were responsible for. Wow. Um, at that point in time, you know, we you would have thought that we had a disease because everybody in the church uh, removed themselves from us. Um, wow. And people was going to him saying, uh, stuff like, you know, he you know, uh, we still shouldn't be in the church, uh, period. And, and so— Not even go to the church. Not even go to the church. They, oh. You know, they wanted him to remove us from the church. Wow. And so, you know, one of the things that he told us before he, you know, um, disciplined us on it, he said, I'm not saying that you're not supposed to be together. Hmm. I'm just saying you put the cart before the horse.
0: Timing.
1: It was all about timing and And so, anyway, so we went through all that, and then, after a year, he restored us, just like the Bible says and uh and we've been married ever since. And I remember when we stated that we wanted to get married after all of this, uh and we wanted him to marry us, but he wouldn't uh he said he was gonna do a whole big wedding scene. so we got married at his house, but we had to sign a contract hmm. and in that contract, it said that. We could not get a divorce. If we got a divorce, we had to leave the church. And wow, I didn't um, know you could do that. Well, you can't. <laughs> but but here's the thing. That was the best thing he could have done for us. Wow. The best thing he could have done for us. Because what that did was um, every time we even thought divorce, because we were not leaving our church. If we went through all that and didn't leave the church,
0: right. we weren't most, leaving our most church. people would have left.
1: They would have left. But, but, you but because we were called there by God and gotcha. really believed that, yeah, uh, then only God can remove us.
0: My God, and so
1: we stayed through all of that, through uh, you know, through when I say through all of that, through all of that, and so um, so you know, uh, at the end of of, of all of that, we, we we again we stayed together and and we end up getting married at his house and we did sign the contract and in that contract we said that if we ever um, uh, got a divorce we leave the church so what that did was that every time we had issues in our relationship we knew that we had to take divorce off the table so divorce was never an option yes so it forced us to work it out yeah. to work it through yeah because we were not prepared and did not believe we were su- supposed to leave the church based on that um so it it did it forced us to really learn grow mature and work those things out
0: wow now mm-hmm. when you met um, Pastor Reginald, Izel, and you were getting in a new marriage. Did some of those feelings from your past interfere in your new marriage? Were there things that you would compare or you told did you tell him ahead of time? well, I guess because you've already talked to him, he knew the things you were going through mm-hmm. before you guys got married. You know, there's some insecurities that happen with a person when they come from a marriage and they bring into the new marriage, you didn't have that issue, did you?
1: We didn't have those conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, you know, when I talk to women now or when I talk to couples now and I let them know the importance of having communication, talk about those things that you don't like, talk about those things you do like, talk about the things that even habits that you have, um, because give me a fair chance of coming in, in here with all the right information. Okay. Because uh, we can pretend, we can pretend for a long time, mm-hmm. and I can think that you're a certain way. You can think that I'm a certain way. Uh, but then when we get married, it's when all hell break loose because Always. now the real you come out. Absolutely. Uh, so we didn't have those dialogues either, and that's why I'm adamant about it now. Mm-hmm. And so we learned each other as we went, and so it was very hard. Because I'm learning somebody that I thought I knew. He's learning somebody that he thought he knew. Mm-hmm. But then we have a baby in the midst of it.
0: Wow. I, I remember Pastor Paul used to say, you know, don't worry about— the A person's always going to put their best foot forward.
1: It's the other foot that you got to worry about. about. That's that's the <laughs> truth. That's the truth. So
0: now y'all have this baby, and now you're newly married, mm-hmm. and you're going through challenges, you're saying, um, with raising this, this new child. How did the blended family could because I know he did have he had previous he had children in his marriage? How mm-hmm. did that um come together when you guys got married with the blended family and now there's his children, your children, now y'all have a baby together? How did that how did that approach ha- happen? How did that transition Ooh,
1: take place? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay.
0: How old were because you had a 12 year old. Then you had, um at this time, once you had the second baby. She was a teenager, mm-hmm, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And what about his children?
1: They were like, I think five. I want to say ten and thirteen. Okay. And so it was. It, we, we, it was hard because then we have five girls. Wow. And not only do we have five <laughs> girls, we're having to deal with another individual, adult individual.
0: Okay.
1: Um, that was not happy about the situation. And uh and was bound and determined to make our life a living <laughs> hell.
0: I'm sure that was the goal. <laughs> that was the
1: goal. And so um, so it it was at first initially going in, it was it was hard. It was hard because the thing that we learned is that we went to the children and I had to say and he had to say, I'm not your mother. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be your mother. That's right. I'm just going to be here as a person that you can always come to, um, that you can always rely on, that's going to be there to help cover you, protect you, and provide for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I said, you know, I, you know, there's no way I can put feel the shoes of your mom, which broke the ice because, you know, a lot of times they were like, you're not my mother, yeah. you know, because they think that you're trying to come in and be their mother. Mm-hmm. So if I tell them up front, and he told my children the same thing. And the thing that we also decided is that, I can't discipline his children, he can't discipline mine,
0: yeah
1: yep. um that he and the reason being is because we we wanted the the other to be the bridge gotcha. that brought us together,
0: yes
1: and versus dividing us, I
0: love that I and love so
1: that. uh whereas I would tell them no, he could tell them yes, or I would tell them yes, he could tell them no, mm-hmm. and that way they weren't siding us mm-hmm. or 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 each other, mm-hmm. but in even in that, there was time when there was a decision that had to be made. And it had to be the same decision. We would talk to each other first and say, if I say yes on this, you say yes or no on this. And so that way they don't try to play us one for the other. But then, you know, if it's not that important, then yeah, you can kind of break the rule to make them think like, I'm on your side. So
0: when you say Um, discipline,
1: you meant, punishment. Correct. Like gotcha. if if there was a punishment that had to be made, I had to make that right. punishment. I mean, I had to say what that, that punishment sure was, was. going to be. Okay. Because if not, they would, hate, my daughter would hate him forever.
0: Gotcha. So he did um, correct her like as still a figure in the house. Like if she, for example, wanted to go out and your curfew was at nine o'clock and he knew, she said, well, I want to stay out at 10. He would remind, no, your curfew's no, at nine. He no, wouldn't say those no. things. No. Okay.
1: No. Okay. Wow. Because I needed her to love him. Yeah. To honor him. Wow. To obey him. So I had to be the one to say no.
0: And see, that's where a lot of people in the families mm-hmm. get in trouble because they allow the no. spouse to do that.
1: Now we made an agreement early on It worked to, for you. Yes. Yeah. To not do that. Only because if I wanted them to continue to respect him and to until they and, and we had to give them time to grow with him. Right. And, and now because initially you can't do that. Now Ten years in, he may mm-hmm. be able to say no. I don't think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. But if 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 not if in the there beginning, a, not in the beginning, <laughs> no, you. no, because
0: it's funny. Thirty years now. I mean, I've I've seen you guys interact and mm-hmm. you talk about. I would have never known that you had a blended family. Nobody knows,
1: for the most part, that yeah. don't know us. Yeah, right, because they call him dad and they yes. call me mom. Yes, no, mm-hmm. wow. But that was a work in progress. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. So your blended family, you guys are moving now. When did you? Because um, you said you always been in ministry. Mm-hmm. When you guys got married and you started to grow in ministry, when did you guys position were positioned to become pastors of a
1: church? You know, that's another thing too, and that we we don't do things. Uh, the normal way. Okay, we do things the abnormal <laughs> <see> way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. It's what, who you guys are. What right. guys to be
1: able? Well, to you know, my husband believed that there was something else. God, he was he was our pastor's uh, PPA. He was his oh, crusade director. Okay. Uh, he and I traveled with them around the world, and and I was over the. Uh, tape and bookstore and all that type of stuff. And <laughs> and um, and then one day he said, you know, I just believe that there's more in me that I believe God wants to use. He just didn't know in what capacity. Okay. And so we set up an appointment with our pastor and because it says there's um, wisdom and wise counsel. So we set up an appointment and we talked to him about it and and we said, you know, there's more and my husband said, there's more in me than I, and I, I don't know what that is, but I know God's calling me to do more. <laughs> and he said, I need you to take six months and you all go and, and uh, pray about it and then come back and I'll confirm it.
0: Wow. Uh, so pastor still wasn't even your thought.
1: No. Wow. Now we've heard. For years that we were, he was supposed to be a pastor, but he wasn't receiving that because he could never <laughs> see himself not right. serving his pastor.
0: Wow! Uh, so,
1: um, so when you know we went away and and it just kind of hit him, and he was like, "I believe that's what, what I've been running away from is what I'm really supposed to be doing." Wow. He said because I told God that if 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 I start a church. It has to be different. It cannot be like every other church because there's a church on every corner. He don't need another church. He don't need another pastor. Right. And uh, so we went back, uh, like he said, and he confirmed that you know he believed that's what we're supposed to do, and and that's what we did. And and uh, and it's funny because even when we did that, he was going to release us to do it, Mm -hmm. and then he told my husband he called one, one day when we was looking for a building. He said, "Have you found a building?" He said, "No." He said. I need you back up here in a position. I don't need you to start the church right now. Most people will say, well, well I'm getting ready to sign the papers. I'm yeah, great. Yeah. He said, no He said, "No problem. So we told the guy, we're going to have to put this on hold. My husband went back up there and worked for two more years before we were released.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. I just love how you guys honor your pastor. Absolutely. Like- most people behind the scenes they probably would have came but was talking about the man behind their no. back i no. love the way you said this is our pastor mm-hmm. and we honor what he says absolutely because he wasn't st- preventing you from doing what god was Mm-mm. saying he said it's all about god's timing all about his time i love that i love that stay tuned for part two you don't want to miss you this Taking a step on a journey, redefining what they said I should